Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Tuesday evening. Um, this is Deborah with you of PGN, February 6, 2024. Wow, we're just buzzing right along <laughs> in our new year. <clears throat> well, praise God. I hope everyone is off to a good week um, this week. All right, awesome. Okay, let's pray um, before we uh, start. So, Father, we thank you for this evening, Lord. We just lift it up to you, Father. We, we love you, Lord. We love your name. We love your character, Father. And, Father, we, we trust you, God, in the, every name that you call yourself, God, and how you demonstrate that in our lives, Lord. Um, may, we, we, may the fruit of our lips give you praise. And testimony unto your name, Father. Thank you for teaching us all things, Lord. Even when we go through sufferings, God, and hardship and troubles and turmoil and distresses, Father, that you are teaching us, you are growing us and maturing us, um, Lord, to see and to know your ways, Lord, and to filter through those things, Father, for your greater glory. We thank you, Lord, how you preserve, Lord, you watch over and you preserve our way for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, praise God. Okay, I was doing, was resetting something on my phone um, three seconds before we came on the air, so that was my distraction there. But, um, so today I was like praying and I was asking the Lord, what, like, what, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about tonight? And um, the Lord was just kind of asking me, well, what have you learned? And um, I forgot earlier in the week. And so the Lord was showing me what I learned about deception. Okay, well, I learned about deception in my home. Now, this is important because we are going to roll over to this even um what is it, Second Peter, I think it is, um, where Timothy talks about um, in the last day the deceptions and the hearsay that's going to come forth, right? It gives a warning of that, but it doesn't warn us what that's going to be. So we definitely are training our senses, right? We have all that it takes to, that pertains to godliness. God has given to us, but we also train that um, under his influence, you know, leaning into him. Um, and seeking him and also the things that he reveals to us, you know, and trusting uh, when we're seeing something, you know, making note of that and maybe not pinning that person there, if you will, but um, holding that truth loosely to see what their actions are and to see the outcome. Okay. So especially prophetic people, you're made for the church really in many ways, right? And to minister to people and to equip people, and those are going to be the saints, uh, however that looks, you know, whether, whether you're involved in a ministry, whether you're involved in church or both or whatever that looks like. And so the enemy will use naturally many offenses or, you know, different, well, offenses and different schemes and techniques so that you will continue to back away from the church, you know, from the very place that you're to be serving and called to. And I've definitely seen this in my life. And the, um, you know, the prophetic part of, um, like, truly being a prophetic person is a person of truth. And um, that residing place. So sometimes when 
um, things become unraveled or come into the light, there is a, there is a, um, for me, anyways, I'll speak for myself on this particular part, is, is that there's a place of, um, I feel unsettled a little bit because I guess it's the place where I'm coming to realize more and more is that it hasn't been reconciled yet. And, and I think that's my prophetic side within me that I haven't seen it reconciled in the peace of God dwelling um, in that place that had become unraveled for various reasons, right? So whether someone just fell into sin or, um, or they were uh, specifically deceitful or cunning in some way um, and whatnot, but that gap that's left there um, while things came into the light and they were known, and even if the person repented, but if they had a place in the church, like a pastor or elder, whatever, you know, significant place or role in, within the church, still for me, I still, I'm still learning how to uh, reconcile that uh, with peace, right? Because it's not um, necessarily, for lack of better words, not as it ought to be or as it should be, but maybe, you know, the Lord is just reframing my thinking in that and how to, um, how to navigate through that. Yes, I don't have all the word verbiage on that, but um, that's right. I'm seeing those things more and more to be able to talk about them, even though I don't have complete resolution or, or obviously all the answers. But we know that that goes without saying. So here's the thing. So deception, let me go. uh, I'm going to go to the screen over here. Let's see. So um, deception. Well, so when I grew up, let me go backward because you guys are just going to jump back and forth between screens. But when I grew up, there was deception in our home growing up because Um, My dad drank a lot and, um, you know, there were some things going on there where, I mean, I remember um, somebody had stolen something on my mom's car, excuse me, my mom's car was stolen while she was working. And when she was talking to the insurance agency, they were asking her questions and they were saying like, what was in the trunk? Because what happened was her car was found running with the car door open And it was practically stripped, right, like on this block. They just left it running, and they found it, like, I don't know how many miles from her workplace. And so the insurance company was asking her questions. And she actually lied, I remember this, that she said there was an extra tire in the trunk when there wasn't so that the insurance company would pay for it. And I remember thinking that wasn't right, you know, that she like that, like I was disappointed with her that she would say that, you know, and, um, you know, and so for whatever reason, she did do that. Okay. So that type of deception, of course, my dad's drinking and uh, the deception of, you know, he wasn't always honest about that, like how much he drank and if he should be even driving why he's drinking, if he's okay, right? So there's just like some other dysfunctions and deceptions that were happening um, there as well in the home, okay? And then um, coming to the Lord. Uh, saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ when I was 22. Um, 
You know, and growing in the understanding what the family of God is and the family of faith is and beginning to see um, people in the charismatic or evangelical Protestant church, if you will, be more transparent or authentic with their own story and where they've been. Um, In some ways, I kind of... trusted the power of God because I, and I still do, because of my own story and knowing what Christ brought me out of and how he answered me all along. And I'll have to go back some night and really just share uh, my testimony and how I came to know the Lord and and all that I was going through at the time um, as I received a healing. And I said, the Lord, uh, the things I was disappointed with in my own home or household as a child or you know, feeling like um, I didn't really belong. Uh, even, you know, I was their child. I wasn't adopted by any means. Um, but there was just a framing and a thinking of something there. But I really also believe that the Holy Spirit was upon me and giving me a spirit of wisdom and um, knowledge, even at a young age, that I didn't, I, I didn't know how to fit that into uh, what I'm walking in today. Um, as a child, but those things were evident to me, if that makes sense, even though I was, um, they say that children are ever um, perceiving, like they're good perceivers, but they're not always good interpreters because of their age, you know, being immature, right? Their intelligence is immature, their emotions are immature. Um, So as children, we're good perceivers, but not always good interpreters. So, um, so, but the, I, I do know a spirit of wisdom was with me at a very young age, which I do see now as part of my calling. Uh, and it just was with me to function and seeing things where truth was, like where there was non-truth, <laughs> if you will, and the, the discrepancies that people were living in, like my dad in, in some ways. I mean, he was definitely a hard worker, you know, in uh, many ways, but when he was drinking, there was discrepancies um, in his nature and in his person because of that and in his actions. So, um, so that type of thing. Okay, so... Um, so then when I became born again and walked into the church and realized that people become more authentic with their story, it was very teachable, learnable, learning a lot about the Holy Spirit um, and what he does and how he grows the nature and the character. When we yield to him, um, he's, he's shaping us and forming us, right? He is the author and finisher of our faith. But at the same time, we are being conformed and transformed more and more into his likeliness. So everything that's coming across your path, my path, right, we all have a different journey, a different story, um, but yet we read the same things in scripture as far as like deception. So maybe you can relate to some of these things is that um, the Lord uses them to shape us and to grow us and that he reconciles. And redeems it that we don't carry other people's errors. We can carry them to the altar and pray for them, but we don't carry it upon the very fabric or nature of our being. Uh, we give that to Christ. Okay, so the action, the action, everything has to do with actions. Okay, you know when we have um, 
like moral ethics and what you do or what you say. It's once the action is taken, then the motivation is revealed in some ways. If you really think about that, there is a lot of clarity to that, whether it was thought through properly or not thought through. But once action um, is taking, taken, excuse me, okay, so it's saying, it's saying here when I looked up deception just in the, um, in the natural uh, language, what is that called, <laughs> dictionary, and the Hebrew, okay, so the action of deceiving deliberately and misleading into the mind or a spiritual realm. Okay, so it's a deliberately misleading. There's an action that's taken place to deliberately mislead someone. So if you think of, you know, where they have that um, thing that where they have the little plastic cups and the ball, there's three plastic cups, and they're moving around like, which one is this in? And they're trying to deceive you by the very nature of how they're doing it, right? And it's the same thing where a person says, I don't want you, like, I only want you to see this one thing. I don't want you to see, I'm going to palm this thing, which is like, you know, palm it, put it behind me. I only want you to see this thing that's in front of me, not this other thing, you know. Um, and that is, I mean, we can, as humans, we can um, minimize our actions and our sins, you know, and even say, oh, that was misleading. I didn't deceive you and use different terms, right? People, I've heard people do that. I didn't deceive you. I misled, I misled you. I misunderstood or, you know, and backpedal, 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 you know, and um, so, but, and, and so I, why I'm talking about this tonight is because I want our minds to be aware that there is a deliberate up front. There was something deliberate whether it was that person wanted to hide something, that they wanted to get something more for themselves, um, their lack of maturity, lack of character, you know, um, disobedience, rebellion, whatever that might be, um, once that action has taken place, they have deliberately deceived, okay, deliberately for whatever the, whatever the motive was, the action the action reveals there's a motive and then we and we don't know specifically what that is or even in the spiritual realm okay so the hebrew the hebrew meaning literally is falsehood so that's interesting right falsehood um So let me finish my thought here with this. So in the Bible's point of view, this is the article I pulled up, <clears throat> a hearsay is a lie. So no matter how attract- attractively it may be wrapped or how appealing it may be to our vanity, it is um, deception from the truth that deviates from the truth of God that promotes or actually produces, um, you know, division. And the church, so lies and division within the church make it very easy to identify the real source of hearsay. So the devil, right, is a murderer um, from the beginning and does not stand on the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he's a liar and the father of lies. So, okay, and then um, that's in John. 
And Revelation 12, 9, so a great dragon was cast out, the serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. So he is the deceiver. So there is no fruit. The root is the enemy, and there is no fruit. Okay, I don't know if that rhymes or not. Satan introduced hearsay to human life through Adam and Eve when he induced, induced them to sin by telling them, you will not surely die. They believe this perversion of God's truth. And upon sinning, the destructive course began, right? So um, they were immediately separated from God. Okay. Okay, so he continues in his falseness, right? Because there'll be a false Christ, a false prophet, false signs and wonders to deceive. So he will be using these even in the elect. And if there's possible for us to be be deceived, we will be deceived by false doctrines. Well, not us, but us as the body of Christ. So here's the hearsay. Here's the verse in 2 Peter 2, 1 through 3, that there are the false prophets, false teachers among you who secretly bring in destructive or in some versions says damnable hearsays, even denying the Lord who brought them up and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. Covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words for a long time their judgment will not be idle. So it is saying that They will show us in a general way, this is important, that traitors will come from within the church and subvert many and following their carnal ways. This is what we need to be looking for. But what does Christ, right? We know that even the enemy came to Christ, right, when he was and tried to deceive him, right? And Luke, where it says he was tempted, but um, the enemy attempted to deceive Jesus, right? So when, he, when Jesus was completely famished, this is what we need to look at in a place where we have a great need or weakness or we're tired or weary or compassion fatigue, right? Something uh, where we feel like we deserve it, an injustice, something great where the realm where it tips the scale where we really have to press in and lean to the Lord, where the enemy can ever so slightly deceive. Though Jesus was completely famished, completely famished, right? Fasting 40 days, 40 nights. And the enemy offered him bread. But Jesus had the wisdom to know what the enemy was doing and expose them, right? It was completely, and naturally Jesus would because they're two dividing kingdoms. Even though he was fully man, but it was a divided, two dividing kingdoms and he knew his purpose and why he came, right? And what he was doing, that he was led by the spirit into the wilderness. But this is just to expose the uh, nature of the enemy um, and his schemes 
And so when Jesus was completely humble, right, even just coming to earth, he's completely humbled. But he also was fasting in his humanity, even fasting in our human nature is a form of humility. And Jesus even taking on flesh as a form of humility and then yet fasting in his humanity was humbled himself even further. And the enemy, you know, deceived him and was offering him great power. So, uh, so we have to look at these things and ask the Lord, even inwardly, like, Lord, I, even if you're in the midst of something and you just say, Lord, I'm tired. I need someone. I need someone to pray for me. Lord, I'm tired. I'm weary. Are you here? You know, or whatever it might be, you know, like you travel on the road. Do you feel lonely? Do you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, there, there just could be things, you know, for women, like all of a sudden, you know, you have an argument with your husband or it's not going well or fiance, whatever it might be, you know, and then all of a sudden it seems like, you know, people outwardly take interest in you and they're holding doors for you and they're, do you, you know what I'm saying? The enemy is so deceiving and so subtle um, and it's tactics. And I'm not sure exactly how, I guess he just, I'm not sure. And then that doesn't matter, but he is ever present. I'm looking to see who he can devour. So we need to be steadfast in our love for the Lord and the scripture and Philippians, and I'm going to read this, Philippians 2, 5 through 11, but I might be reading a little bit more than 5 through 11. And um, um, I'm going to read it in the voice version. So um, it says this. So the, the beginning of the verse says, let this mind be in you. So we have to be mindful. Um, you know, there was a, uh, I can't think of his name. Wait, is it Ron Howard? It might be or, or, um, something of the sort. Howard Hawkins. Ron Hawkins, I think he said. Um, pay attention to what you're paying attention to, right? So pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Um, and so let this mind be in you as, in other words, adopt a mindset of Jesus, the anointed, and live with his attitude in your hearts, which is truly the new covenant, right? Where is the new covenant that's been placed upon our hearts and our minds? Though he was in the form of God, he chose not to cling to equality with God. But he poured himself out to fill a vessel brand new. So he, he, he laid aside his entitlement. Was he entitled? He was. He wasn't just saying he was entitled um, because his flesh didn't like it. He literally was entitled. <laughs> he had the entitlement, but he chose not to cling to that. But he poured himself out to fill a vessel brand new, a servant in the form of a man, indeed, the very like, likeness of humanity. He humbled himself obedient to death and merciless death on the cross. So God raised him up to the highest place and gave him the name above all names. So when the name is called, every knee will bow in heaven, on earth, and below, and every tongue will confess, Jesus, the anointed one, is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen.
So now, my beloved, verse 12, obey as you have always done, not only when I am with you, but even more so when I can't be. Continue to work out your salvation with the great, great fear and trembling because God is energizing you so that you will desire and do always to please him. Do all things without complaining, verse 14, or bickering with each other, so you will be found innocent and blameless. You are God's children, called to live without a single stain on your reputation among this perverted and crooked generation. Shine like stars across the land. Cling to the word of life so that on the day of judgment, when the anointed one returns, I may have reason to rejoice because it'll be plain that I didn't turn from his mission, nor did I do a work in vain. So even if my lifeblood is to be poured out like wine as a sacrifice of your faith, I have great reason to celebrate with all of you. And for the same reason, you can be glad and celebrate with me. So praise God. So praise God for that and who he is, right? So um, I'm not going to read any, any of these statistics, but we are light bearers. Okay, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to just finish up with these three things here, which are um, uh, there's three things. Of, I don't know why this is called special deceptions. I'm not sure if I wrote that down wrong, but one um, one deception is this, and we'll see this is, okay, this is the three things we can be looking for that the, even the scripture speaks on, is that trusting the majority when it comes to spiritual matters. So this could be and is a form of deception, right, as opposed to seeking the Lord and his truth um, be, instead of just going with the majority, right? So we, we will see people. And we even read it in scripture that the majority of people, um, they're just going to go with whatever the majority is, the population is, for their spiritual, um, for spiritual matters without thinking. They're just going because the majority of the people are doing it. But they could be deceived. And then um, listening to anyone who claims to speak for Christ. And this is a little different here. This is, you can see a little different twist in this, right? So you have the prophetic people, excuse me, releasing words that they speak from the Lord, right? But that's only in part that they're speaking and bringing forth and knowing like they know nothing or nothing unless the Lord reveals it unless the Lord reveals it to his prophets, right? They know not, they don't know anything unless the Lord speaks. And even what they're speaking, well, it could be a warning and it could be very timely um, and more than just a specific word. Um, like, I mean, you know, like a paragraph or read it, whatever, is that, it's still in part, there's still some revelation mystery of when that's going to happen, right? So we even have still mysteries yet, even that are canonized in revelation um, that are going to unfold as well, right? That people are still trying to unpack and interpret and put together in the most 
theological and logical path that would truly make sense in the meta narrative of all of scripture, right? But there is still some mystery, <laughs> especially to Revelation, I think. Although, you know, so there. Um, but someone who's claiming to say they are, you know, this is specifically, and um, and we've seen this happen. Well, people use this to be cunning. And I think this was before, you know, when, um, like right before Joe Biden was elected and some prophets were saying, um, or seemingly prophets, but I know, I don't know if they were specifically cunning or if they, but definitely false in the sense where, you know, maybe they said they seen him already, Trump already won or, and they wrote a book on it. I've seen it in heaven and this is what took place and yada, yada, and uh, that kind of thing. So let me talk about um, a, a marginal reference that is subtle to deception that's called cunning. It's almost always used in a negative sense, as it sounds. Someone who is cunning is skilled in ingenuity or deceit, selfishly clever, crafty. Cunning describes those who use their smarts intelligent wits to get the best of the other fellow by using whatever deceitful underhanded means available so they win. And unfortunately, I have seen that in church. And that is really very destructive, very destructive. And it's unfortunate that I even have to share that. But that, I mean, that, that is true. Okay. So just so that we have a clear, I just want to uh, have a clear pattern a clear understanding on the words and reference it in a practical sense is why I'm doing this. So three is merely agreeing with Jesus instead of acting on his word. That is deception. So when you hear the voice of the Lord, you know, when you hear this day, the voice of the Lord, do not harden your heart, um, but act on, um, you know, as James 2.22 says, faith, Abraham put his faith in action, and it was that his faith was made complete by the action that he took with his faith, right? And so, and it will be accounted to you as righteousness as it was to Abraham, you know, but it'll be accounted to you. That's how we make our faith complete by actually doing the word of God and acting on the word of God. And so we see, you know, in the days ahead that well, people will fall into these categories. And also we've seen them already, maybe presently, um, and not so far in the past um, actively using these forms of deception. So uh, we just want, we want to have the Lord let this mind be in you. So, Father, we ask for your mind, your spirit, Father God. And, and when we're pressed in those areas, God, where we know that you sacrificed, Father God, and, and the injustices at times, God, help us to know how to navigate, God, not to just, um, and when to communicate and to speak, Lord, um, and to come forth. Father, in our churches, in our neighborhoods, Lord, and um, wherever it might be, God, even in our neighborhoods that are, um, what are those, like the HOA things or those meetings, Father God, uh, we ask, Lord, um, 
even that people um, do not rip off those that are in charge of people in the schools that are in charge of the treasury type of thing, Father, that they do not rip people off, Lord, or fundraisers, God, that they, um, we just ask, Lord, for clean hands, clean hands, Father God, in Jesus' name, for those people, Father God, that are um, in churches, Lord, in the areas, I, I feel like this is, I don't know if this is my neighborhood, I don't know, but I do feel like it's a, in some realm, this is personal, like to um, whether it's myself and the sphere of influence around me, personal in your life and the sphere of influence around you. Um, we, we pray, Father God, if someone needs to come clean with clean hands, God, um, and even repay, God, but Father, we, we pray, God, in Jesus' name, just for the protection over any falsehood in any way, Father God, um, Lord, in the realms and the memberships that we have, whatever that might be, Lord, um, we just thank you. Thank you, Father God, for bringing forth your revelation, Lord, and just being able to pray in all aspects for all people, God, um, that they would be covered, Lord. So we thank you for that, God. We thank you for every functioning authority, God. We know that it's set in place by you, God, and and we pray um, purity there as well, Lord. And we pray, Father, um, that you would help use us, Lord, to build the kingdom of God, Lord, and to continue to shape and to um, reframe any patterns in our minds, Lord, um, that, um, you know, because sometimes I will say this, because sometimes I will think that I will see deception in someone just because I had it in my household, I've seen it in the church, and I need to make sure that I hold that loosely because it could be a trigger point for me. Does that? I'm sure that makes sense, right? So, like, um, yeah, it's just like, and I question, oh, okay, that doesn't look good. What does that mean? Okay, I need to be careful of that person. Well, it might just be a misunderstanding or the enemy wanting it to look a certain way, but then to keep functioning and keep pursuing, um, pursuing them in love, right? That they can't really, just like they couldn't really harm Jesus, right? He said, nobody, nobody takes my life. I lay my life down like you don't, he was even telling the official, you don't have the authority to take my life. You don't have that authority because if you did, it would be for my father and he gave it to me, you know. So, um, so it really, so Father, we thank you, God. So when I say reframe our thinking and the patterns of our thoughts, God, that, um, that we would have your mind. God, um, and your function, Father God, even, even, when, um, even when we have big triggers, like for me it would be an injustice, you know, that one just seems to uh, resonate with me, right? That one seems like I have to un- unfold more things um, to get out of it as opposed to just one or two things, you know? So we, I thank you, Father, that we would indeed... Um, we, we just invite you to reason with us, God, to show us, to illustrate, Lord, and even speak in the moment, God, when we're, there's moments, God, speak in those moments, Father God, um, so that we can know you more, God, that you would, as, as um, Paul prayed in Ephesians, Lord, that you would give us 
the wisdom, Lord, for our eyes um, to be enlightened um, for the, to the knowledge to know you more. We thank you, Lord, for using our lives uh, for your righteousness, for your glory, for your peace, and for your kingdom, God. We thank you, Lord, and help us to see and to know as well, God, when we're bumping up against kingdoms, God, um, darkness and light, uh, when to press through, God, and to take it by force, Lord, so to speak. As your word says. Amen. Okay. All right. All of that prayer made perfect sense in my mind. I hope it did. Okay, here we go. We're going to open our phone lines. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. So uh, God bless you. Thank you, 828442. I think this is Jennifer from um, North Carolina. Yes, Deborah. Hi. Hi. Good evening. Good evening. Okay, let me pray for you. Okay, let me pray for you. Come right back. So, Father God, we thank you for Jennifer, Lord. We just lift her up to you, Father. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, God, we thank you for the generations, Lord. We thank you for her standing, God, for the generations, Lord. In Jesus' name, and the generation gaps, um, you know, like the, um, like the uh, standing in the gap, like the, the thing that fastens the two together, you know, that joins them together, joining the generations like that. You're in that gap standing, joining the generations together and um, like molding them and securing them. Um, Yeah. Molding, securing. It's almost like cement. It's very much a bond, a strong bond. Um, Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for these things, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we thank you. And as you raise your hands, even as you're standing in that place, I just see the Lord, like, strengthening you like Moses did, you know, like one on one side and one on the other. Wow, did Moses have two generations, people holding up his arms? I don't remember. uh, um, But So, Father, uh, I thank you for that, God, for just the strengthening that she will receive as she raises her hands and looks to you, God, for your empowerment and your impartation to bring these generations together. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Um, pray about that that one. But um, the Moses thing, um, the raising of hands is something that he, it's actually how I've gotten victory in a lot of um, huge battles of mine. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it was he, Aaron and her. Yeah, so. Uh, Okay, I'll have to check on that later. <laughs> Their age. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I was trying to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it might be because I'm seeing like one foot on one side and the other, and then like this molding coming together, like holding these the gaps, the generation gaps, or whatever that is, uh, together. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. Maybe it's something effective in your prayers of the Lord. I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. No, I'm definitely going to have to dig into that one. Yeah, that'll be good. All right. Well, anything interesting you want to share or... Uh, revelation or anything? Um, no, he's actually been pretty quiet. Um, so I don't have anything tonight. I'll let you um, get to your other callers. All righty. I think Jenny well, so was wanting to talk to you tonight, I think. Who? Jeannie. Um, oh. Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the only genie yeah. I know. No, no, actually, I know mm-hmm. another genie, but she doesn't come on TV. Yeah. Oh, we love okay. genie. Yes, we love genie. You're yeah. absolutely right about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank okay. you. I didn't know that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, God bless All you. Right. God. God bless you, too. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. Hey, 502-548, good evening. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Deborah, it's Greg from Kentucky. Hey, Greg. Everybody right. sounds so tired. Okay, I'll <laughs> you for a second and come back. Hold on. So, Father God, we thank you, Lord, uh, for Greg in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We just lift him up to you, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the strengthening um, even in your travels, you know how, um, yeah, the strengthening, I think it is an Acts 8 or Acts 9, how Philip, you know, um, well, the eunuch was on the chariot and asking of the Lord, and uh, Philip ran up, you know, he was like, he ran up supernaturally, and the power of the Lord and in the Spirit of God in the right timing um, and even in the Lord's strength, so there was like strength and power and timing in his travels. So there's something there, like uh, in the same type of nature in your travels, you know, that is timely um, and running into people and, you know, bumping up against them, if you will. Um, and maybe even things that how they're talking to the Lord. And then, you know, there you are in their presence. Um so we thank you, Father God, Lord, for just anointing those conversations, Lord, sparking those conversations, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, uh, for using Greg, God, to speak as oracles of God, Lord, uh, that he would be fishers of men, Lord, and that he would make deposits in people's lives, Father God, that would not return void, God. And even as a vessel, uh, Father, offering refreshing waters, living waters, Father God, and breaking bread, 
you know, the bread of life and the things that the Lord has shown you and the, um, you know, breaking bread with people, um, even in your travels. Yeah, you know, and that's really, you know, like uh, in the, the vessels, you know, there were different vessels in the Hebrew, you know, but they would have one, they would tie one to um, their side, if you will, because they would go about their day and then um, when they would find water, you know, that they would drink the water, but it was their nature to offer it to others as well. But our vessel is being, um, you know, where we find the sources, if you will, um, to fill us and then, and then bring that as an offering as well. Like that was uh, very common courtesy uh, in the nature of community uh, in the Hebrew. So I'm seeing you do that like spiritually, um, but in your travels, there is a, um, like the supernatural power when you come along um, somebody else. And I don't know if it's just you cross paths or you run into them. Not as specifically sure, but um, something there. So praise God. Amen. It's funny. Jeannie yeah. said something tonight about travel. Oh, really? Something she called travel. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Yes, that one kind of stuck yeah. out. Matter of fact, what what she said was pretty similar. Oh wow, that's pretty wild. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. great though. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No pressure there. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, you know, really, when the Lord does that, He's confirming, right? And mm-hmm. um, I, I'll tell you, this one time I was. Um, um, I was in a course, a prophetic course, and um, we happened to go to on vacation that particular week, but I had a couple of assignments which were actually uh, uh, sharing the gospel prophetically with other people and interpreting dreams. So the assignment was to interpret a dream from somebody and um, and to just share with them just the love of Christ or whatever. And so I only had, um, I don't know, I only had like 40 minutes to share with two people. And one woman, it was just, I was gleaning so much from her that then I was only left with hardly any time, like 15 minutes for the next person. And I just said, Lord, okay, I don't have time. Like, I don't have time to wait into, um, like, say, okay, who's being, you know, who, who do I feel like, you know, there's a glow on them or whatever like that I'm feeling led to. And I said, this is the next person that crosses my path. I'm just going to have to talk to them because that's all I really have time for. I don't have time to figure it out. I just said the next person who crosses my path. So it was this lady and she was from Russia and I'm asking about her dream. And she, she starts talking to me about, um, she has this dream where she's in this round room. I think I've talked about this here. And she was a teacher and she can't find her way out. There's like different doors and she can't find her way out. Well, lo and behold, one thing leads to another. And she was saying to me like, Oh, you have a lot of light on you, like your aura or, or I don't know. She was using like new age terms. So then I started talking about, the Lord who, you know, like her terms were kind of counterfeit and God was the originator 
but it's not my orca. It's that I have the light of Jesus in me. And we started talking about that, yada, yada, yada. And so, so then I literally was sharing the gospel with her. And then um, she said, and then I, because at one point in my mind, I said, okay, well, I guess we're not talking about the dream anymore. Like we're not going back to the dream. We're just talking about this. This is why I'm here. So share the gospel with her. And then, um, and it seemed almost easy. Let me just tell you this. However, it was the grace of God, but the grace of God will make it feel like that. And I thought, well, it's certainly, and then in a moment I was like, oh God, am I just being too convincing? Which I'm not that skilled, you know, am I being too convincing? (laughs) And um, because she was wanting to pray. And I said, well, you don't have to pray here with me. So I was kind of like backing out of it thinking, I don't know, like what's happening here, you know, because I've never had that happen. And I said, well, you don't have to pray here with me. You can go back to your hotel room and kneel beside your bed or whatever and pray. And she goes, no, no, I want to pray here with you now, which is so wild for me. So I pray, and then all of a sudden, like there weren't a lot of people on the beach, but all of a sudden when I'm talking to her, I can feel all these people passing us, passing by and passing by. There was just like so many people, so I prayed with her. So I say that to say, that long story, um, for God's glory, but his grace is on it. Like it's right there. Um, it's like sometimes we don't recognize that, but we just step in faith and in action, and his grace is just right there. Sometimes it's taking that step that gets there. Yeah. But I'm sure you're a friendly person, and you... And you have genuine and sincere, um, you know, for other people, um, courtesy and respect and, you know, are cordial. So um, the Lord, the Lord can use anything really. And my husband's a natural, I would say he's like a natural evangelist. And that's definitely what's in his heart. And he's gifted in that way. But I've seen the Lord use very like even pumping gas just very strange things <laughs> where the, a conversation has started and he's a light to them you know well he did use a donkey so <laughs> that's funny uh, yeah uh, my husband says that sometimes too that's funny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah that's like confirmation yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Oh, praise God. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Well, do you have any? Yeah, do you have any uh, prayer requests? Actually, I do. Same one offered for Jeannie last night. But um, my boss, his name is Ricky, and he had a stroke Sunday night. Um, oh. There was a rupture in one of his vertebral arteries that caused the stroke. Um, he has a lot of his issues are on the left side. And they put a feeding tube in today because um, he couldn't swallow, and then he could a little bit, and then he couldn't again. So they had to put a feeding tube in today, uh, saying still the next 24 hours are crucial. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just to, you know, he recovers. His health is restored. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, let's pray. So, Father, we just come into agreement, Lord, with the saints on PGN, Father, on Ricky's behalf, God, 
In Jesus' name, Lord, we we speak life to him, God, and wholeness, Lord. Let every aspect, Lord, that the medical field is doing, God, be a benefit to him, God, to revive and rejuvenate his um, physical health and well-being, God. We ask that you would restore and heal the wounds, Lord, um, and every artery and every function, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are the life giver, God, and that you, you've breathed life into him, Father. In Jesus' name, God, and we ask, Lord, for your armor of light. Lord, we know that you, as your word tells us, that uh, when we follow you, we don't walk in darkness because you're the marvelous light and that we have the light of life is upon man, God. So let your, let your life and your light hover over Ricky, Father God, Lord, and and let there be life. Let there be restoration. Let there be recovery. Let there be wholeness. God, speak your creative healing word over Ricky, Father, and we come into agreement with your purposes and your power and the things that have been brought forth and prayed, Lord, and for his family, Lord, that is crying out to you, God, in distress and troubled. God, and concerned, God, we ask that you hear their cry, God, respond to their prayers, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Deborah. Oh, you're welcome. Well, good to uh, pray for you and uh, hear hear your voice. God bless you. God bless you. Okay, we have our friend here, 954580. Good evening. Who am I speaking to? Hi. Hi, good evening. You're speaking with Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. From Jamaica. Okay. (laughs) Very good. Okay, hold on. Let me uh, mute you and I'll come right back. Father God, we thank you for Carolyn, Father God, in Jesus' name. We lift her up to you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Ellie, whom, Ellie, whom, how do you say that? Ellie, 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 E-L-I-H-E-L-I-H-O-M. Is that it? Uh, Okay, hold on. Oh, Supreme One or Mighty One. It's not only used for the one true God, but also used on occasion to refer to human rulers, judges, and even angels. If you saw one exhibiting supreme rule and express mighty power, the word you would use is only I'm saying it, but they're saying that word and Yahweh are the same derivatives to be synonym. So, Father, we thank you for that, God. We thank you that you are supreme ruler over Carolyn, Father God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you for lifting her up, God, and even her name, Lord. I mean, even her, the very person of who she is, God, let your angels lift her up, Father God. In Jesus' name, we thank you. God, we thank you for this, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. 
Yeah, so like the lifting up and then the even the, you know, I don't know if it's during time three or where the Lord, where these angels are lifting you up, reminding you that you're seated in heavenly places. So you're like going about your day, walking about your day. And then all of a sudden these angels remind you like, hey, you're seated in heavenly places right now. So whatever it is, I don't know if it's like the asking or the intercession or the prayer or um, whatever that functioning that functioning realm is as we're seated in heaven. Like I would have to go back and really look at that and see all the functions that are related um, and purposed to being seated in heavenly places. Um, actually, I'm writing that down because it's making me think about that and what we all have access to, you know, and our authority, right, all of that. So seated in heavenly places. So, so yeah, so let's look, um, yeah, so Father, we thank you, and we thank you for the placing of, right, the, um, I know part of it is our, um, uh, our royal priesthood, so, and our prayers, right, on earth, so like, where we, I feel like I'm stumbling, but I hope this makes sense, so where we pray, and then heaven reaches earth like in that place right like at Jacob's well right that the angels were ascending and descending and you know in this realm of the priesthood and the intercession of the prayers of heaven being open and bringing it to earth you know when you stand um, in his presence right and his just his presence overtakes you and it just seems like it's surrounding you and you're on earth but you're having this heavenly encounter um, that is obviously beyond natural but you're standing on earth but it's a very supernatural um, encounter so um, and you know what I'm talking about right so if you ever do what I'm saying in that is if you ever do fastings and worship, okay, like fastings and prayer, fasting and worship, the presence of the Lord will just surround you and come upon. Like you can feel the heaviness, like the, you can just feel the tangible, heavy presence of the Lord and his anointing when you do fastings and worship. When I do fastings and worship, you know, the grace, upon that with his presence. And so there's something about the angels lifting you up and that you have this the realm to intercede. Again, I'm not sure what that is. I don't know if there's something specifically that is happening where you walk in the land, you know, that the Lord's called to, to bear fruit, the places for you to bear fruit. Um, but when I say that, that seems to... Um, really speak truth in my spirit, like have a peace and a truth about that. So someplace where it's fruitful and then a fruitful place in the land for you to bear fruit and to bring forth fruit, you know, that's been designated for your dominion. And, and, you know, that the angels um, lift you up to remind you um, that you are seated in heavenly places. 
And so, and then all the functions that that entails, um, which one is, right, we, we go up higher so we're not fighting, you know, the, the static of this world, the prince of this air. We're not listening to his static, um, you know, and trying to make sense of it. We go up higher um, for that purpose, right? And we're not on his playing field and we don't play according to his rules, although he will taunt us and want us to, um, you know, and, um, but we learn as we walk, right? So sometimes, I mean, I've tripped into that um, before, you know, and then learned, okay, wait a second. He got me out of the realm of my authority, the realm of my, and then got me on his playing field. And that was a mess. Now I got to take all this effort, right? But, um, but we learn from that and then we walk in the maturity, but some, something, something about that. So anyways, um, again, I would go back, but maybe you already know, like just all the different facets and realms of already being seated and have any places, what that all covers in every manner and what you have access to, to bring to earth um, that is found in heaven as you are seated. So... Yeah, because it does have to do, I'm sure, with your royal priesthood and and the asking and whatever that nature is to bring to earth, especially to a place that's fruitful, right? Because if the Lord's asking you to serve in a certain manner that he's anointed you and and called you to, right, and we're bearing fruit for his glory and for his name, um, then the, the earth needs to yield its fruitfulness to you, Caroline. And you need to pray that. Let the earth let the earth come into agreement and yield its fruitfulness and that purpose that Christ purposed for me. Um, and Jesus Lord, bring it forth in the name of Jesus. Amen. Do you have any prayer requests for us? Um, yes, thank you. Um, um, that you just mentioned, but I need to come into agreement with me. I have been traveling like almost two hours to work, driving, and I, I, I'm not comfortable with the distance. So I'm looking for to re- relocate, but I haven't found any housing close to my job. So with finally agree with me that the Lord will provide that peaceable habitation. Yeah. Safe environment. That's economical environment. Okay. So you want to move closer to where you're working and you're looking for something yes. to open up for you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let me pray. So, Father God, we, we asked for this, so I'm going to mute your phone line and then move on after I pray. God bless you, and it was good um, talking to you. Thank you God for sharing your prayer request. Thank, Thank you. you. I, I appreciate that. Hold on. Okay. So, Father God, we um, pray for Caroline, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for bringing her to a land, God, that you're blessing her and prospering the work of her hands. God, we pray, God, for an opening, God, in the surrounding area 
Father God, Lord, that you would open her eyes and the path, Lord, her ears, Lord, um, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, God, that you would lead her, you know, whether it be in conversation or, or getting a cup of coffee, you know, and, and, and discovery, God, finding discoveries, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for opening this up, Father God, and get, granting your favor, God, and expediting a place for her to live near her workplace, Father God. And we thank you, Lord, for giving her the peace, Lord, for her being in tune um, to your heart and your spirit, God, as she's laying her request before you, God, with a humble plea. Father, we know, Lord, as we ask on earth, that are agreeing that our Father in heaven hears, God. So we thank you for moving on Caroline's behalf, Lord, um, and opening those doors, God, and giving her the keys, Lord. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name. We thank you for your wisdom and leading her, guiding her. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Nine seven two three six five. Good evening. Is this Rhonda? Yes, ma'am. Good evening. How you doing, Sister Deborah? <laughs> Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I I enjoyed your message tonight about deception, and I hadn't pressed one, but I felt like I was compelled to press one because you know there's a lot of deception going on. You know, not just in the world, of course. But also, you know, have some people that, you know, that are believers, you know, that, that are, you know, sometimes are deceptive about things. You know, I asked you that time to pray for my neighbor and her kids coming here. Uh, once one of them got here, they start being deceptive. But, you know, it's, it's, it's sad because it's almost like a, a new normal for people. Like, it's okay for you to, like, kind of, like, twist the truth on something. And then it's almost like people are so okay with making themselves be validated or or look good in a situation to make somebody else look bad. And uh, I I really like how you brought that to the forefront because, you know, people don't realize that is, is like a spirit. You know, deception goes along with manipulation, and it opens up a door to a lot of other stuff, you know, um, I just really like how you said that because, like I said, my little neighbor, a daughter came, and then her daughter left, but the son came, and the daughter made it seem like her and the son was communicating about what they wanted to do with their mom, but now it seems like it's been some deception and stuff there. And I'm like, you know, Lord, give me strength, you know, to deal with these people because at the end of the day they're dealing with their elderly mom who is also a widow who has, has health issues, and it's not about, her stuff, but it's about coming back and being reconciled back with your mother for the years that you have been gone and haven't been here like you should have been. So I just wanted to mm. share that because I really enjoyed what you shared tonight because it just really, I've been praying for her in this situation that her children would come back and repent and, you know, ask for forgiveness and forgive her and come back and enjoy, you know, the years that their mom have left. But it's like it's now, it's like all about her possessions, the house, Uh, uh, her going into assisted living, into going into a nursing facility. And it's sad because it's like we as the neighbors have been here and been her support for the last 12, you know, 11, 12 years, even after her husband died in 2020. 
And it's like, it's so crazy because it's like, you would rather try to deceive people to make yourself look good than to just stand and own up to the truth that, hey, I haven't been here. I haven't stood up and and, and been like I should have been toward my mom, you know, instead of just, it's crazy. That's why I say I enjoy what she said about deception because it's real. And it's it's funny, not funny in a way, but it's just interesting how people are trying to deceive something to put themselves out there to make themselves look good in opposed to just owning up to the truth and coming to the forefront and asking the Lord to forgive them as well as others around them. Forgive me. I haven't been like I should have been toward my mom. But instead, you'd rather, like, deceive people and, put, you know, just saying stuff. But I'll be quiet. I just wanted to share that because I enjoyed what you were saying. Uh, well, thank you so much for sharing that. No, I, I appreciate you and, and everything that you're saying, too, because um, I, I, I do appreciate that, and you're articulating it very well. And you're right because you're reminding me where um, I was reading in that where it said deception is really from the enemy. It's from Satan. So there's no, you know, that's the root of it is this coming is that it's not, it's not good. It's, you know, evil or wicked or whatever you want to call that. And there's no fruit in it, you know, and it's really the enemy um, getting in there. And I think if we as believers, if we see it as such, um, we don't want to partner, right? We don't want our, the fruit of our lips to partner with the enemy, and that's what makes it so destructive, you know. But you're right. A, a lot will – you're right. I mean, you stated it very, very well. So um, you're very, very good. Yeah, I just – Yeah, um, I know this was God when you spoke up and started talking about it. You know, because like I said, the daughter, which their mom is very sweet, very sweet. But the daughter and the mom want, you know, the best for her kids. But it's like the daughter made it look like – yeah, well, me and my brother been communicating, and we've come up with this, but come to find out, you know, she's kind of twisted stuff. And it's like now, you know, it's like, okay, you should have your mom's best interest because your mom is 84, but she's dealing with a heart issue. So it's like I'm a born-again believer, and I even expressed this to the daughter when she got here. I started talking to her about the Lord, the need, the needing to repent, to forgive her mom for anything that she felt like her mom could have done, forgive herself. And, you know, I talked to her about the Lord and, and being born again and, and uh, you know, a whole lot of things I felt like the Holy Spirit ministered to her. So I'm like, yeah. you know, you can't make it seem like because you pray or you're reading this book by this minister that you're in a rightful place with the Lord because what's going to happen you know, the Lord is going to come back and expose where there is lies and deception because I've ministered and prayed with your mom and brought things to the forefront to where your mom had an opportunity for, to forgive and ask the Lord to forgive her and accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. So God has opened the door up for you to come here and do what you need to do and do right by your mom. So to come here and try to, you know, deceive and manipulate, it's like, it's still going to point to you, and it's like, I know what my God-given assignment is, and not only that, God will show you things about a person. So it's like you can't come here and make yourself look good like you're the wounded individual and like, woe is me, because at the end of the day, the Lord is going to allow us to see through that and see the truth 
culprit behind it, like you said, which is the enemy. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. I always look at it like if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away, behold, we become new. But that let me know also that, you know, all the stuff might have happened to you a long time ago. Did you come to the Lord, repent, accept him as your Lord and Savior, and allow him to remove that hurt, pain, and disappointment? Or is that your crutch that you want to hold on to? But it's, like I said, I thank God for using you tonight because that just helped, you know, give me a revelation as well on some other things. So I'm, I'm grateful for that, <laughs> grateful for that. And I, I really just really want prayer for my neighbor, which her name is Nancy, and all of her kids, you know, because I feel like God has used this time and period you know, to minister to all of them through this situation because we don't know how things are going to turn. But we also know that we need to be coming to Christ and uh, having a pure heart and letting go of stuff. I don't care how old it is. I don't care what happened. I don't care if the people have passed away, that have did things to us or whatever. You know, we have to come to the Lord and release this stuff. But we have to have a heart of repentance and we have to let go of stuff. We can't. This lady is 65 and uh, the daughter, and it's like she's still walking around with this same baggage on her back, and it's like deception. You use that as your, you know, and it's other people that have met her, that that's the first thing they say. You know, she plays the victim in a lot of stuff. So I just wanted mm-hmm. that because that really kind of like stuck with me this week with all this stuff because the son actually came this week and the daughter left, and I was out of town for a week, but all of this stuff, it's like, Come love your mom. Let your mom know that you love her and things like that. It don't have anything to do with her possessions or all that other stuff. So I really want prayer for this family because they, you know, need to come to the Lord and and be delivered from all of this stuff. And like I said, a daughter, one of the daughters' name is Tammy. One of the son's name is uh, Brad. And the other daughter's name is Deborah, I believe, Deborah. And it's Miss Nancy is the mother. Okay, Nancy's the mom, and Tammy, is there a Tammy, Brad, and Deborah? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay, okay. And thank you. You articulated that very well, um, how you were stating that. And I know that's awesome that you're able to minister to her because we know that you are filled with love, I mean, genuine love and grace. So when you're speaking to someone, you cannot not hear, even when you're speaking truth, you cannot not hear your love um, and the wisdom in it as you're offering grace. And, you know, I've I've been running into people, too, who um, will say that they know God, but you're right. They're like, it's not just reading a book or saying you pray to God. Like, there, it's more than that. There's another, like, they're not... You know, there's something there that they're just not completely, they haven't completely surrendered and they're trying to kind of like, I don't know if it's deviate or like, don't go there with me. Like I can't get my, right. Yeah. I'm seeing that too, where people will say like, yes, yes. I pray to God all the time. I pray. Oh yes. I pray every day. I pray more three times a day. You know what I mean? Like, but they're still not really answering direct questions about all well, that, you know, and you just have to come in a different way. I wait for the wisdom of God, try to come in a different way, um, you know, and, you know, as I'm listening to the Lord, well, who do you say, Jesus? I'm trying to feel out, do they really know or, you know, how are they answering my question based on the knowledge of who he is? 
but but they need to reveal the knowledge of who he is, you know. So, um, but yeah, but I think I, I, I restate that because I think it's good for people to know when you're talking to someone, oh, yes, I pray I love God. Well, they may not be born again, and it's very likely they may not be. So don't, don't leave it there um, if you're witnessing to people. You know, don't, don't leave it at that. Keep pressing in and asking God for your wisdom. So thank you. Yes, let me um, close your line. Thank you so much for sharing that, and I'm, I'm grateful um, that the Lord used that. So thank you. Uh, let me mute you and pray for your prayer requests and probably you too as that comes up. So thank you. God bless you. So Father God, we thank you for Rhonda, Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you, God, that she is a true intercessor, God. And um, sometimes as an intercessor, we find ourselves between a rock and a hard place, Lord. But I pray, Lord, that as she's in the cleft of the rock, God, that you um, are sustaining her. You are holding her, and she is getting strength from you, God. Let that be the extraction, God, is your strength in holding her, God, in the secret place and strengthening her, Father. We thank you for it. And we thank you, Lord, that she will see you, God, that she will see you. God, um, and the things that she prays for. Jesus' name, we pray for the breath of God to breathe upon Tammy and Brad and Deborah. In Jesus' name, God, that you would reveal yourself for who you really are. In the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would show them the height and the length, the width and the depth of your love for them. God, we ask for your impartation, Lord, because we love because you first loved us. So unlock those places in their hearts, God, and in their minds, Lord, that they can receive from you, God, true treasures, God, treasures in heaven. God, help their limitedness and their understanding and their materialism and their idolatry. God, forgive them, Lord. They know not what they're doing. Lord, open their eyes, Lord, to the gift and the presence Lord, of Nancy, their mother, God, in Jesus' name, Lord, I, I just pray that you impart, begin to impart your love and unlocking those places of selfishness to selflessness. In Jesus' name, help them to have the courage to see their need, God, and to turn to you, Lord, that they they would follow your marvelous light, God, that they would Turn from darkness and from Satan to you. Be forgiven of their sins, God, that they might be sanctified by faith in you, God. We ask that you do a mighty work of intervention in their lives, Lord. We pray for Nancy, Lord, and we thank you, God, for Rhonda, even just being a voice, being a neutralizer, God, being um, reality, Lord, um, for the need. And in the hour, God, we thank you for her genuine love and grace and for her speaking and bringing forth, Lord, um, the things that you place upon her heart and her mind. For this family, God, we, we pray in agreement. For Nancy, God, we thank you, Lord. We cover her. God, may she be covered well with great dignity and grace and care. For every need that she has, Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, help her 
Lord, and grace her words um, to her children as well, God, that they would have ears to hear uh, what the Spirit is saying and that they would be able to respond and release and forgive, God. We ask you, Lord, to touch their minds, to touch their minds, God, with the reasoning of God, that they would reason with you, God. Help their minds, Lord. I just ask um, that even angels would just touch their mind with a, a meditation of your word, God, an impartation of your ways, Father God. In Jesus' name, Lord. And we thank you. We thank you, Father, for working on their behalf, Lord. And we ask for your divine interventions, Lord, and salvations, God, that they would turn from the desires and the things of this world. that they might do your will, God, and have a lasting and abiding Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, thank you for healing. Let's pray for healing for their souls. Lord, are your words with in Leviticus, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And that you have given your life upon the altar to make atonement for their souls. For it's the blood that makes atonement for your soul, Tammy. It's the blood that makes atonement for your soul, Brad. It's the blood that makes atonement for your soul, Deborah. We thank you for the power of your blood and your atoning grace, God. May it not return when may receive the reward of your suffering for Tammy, Brad, and Deborah. Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, Lord, in any place in our souls, Lord, that they need the atonement, God, and need polishing or, or you know, clarity. Thank you, Lord. We receive your blood. And we receive it, God, as intercessors on behalf on behalf of even our nation, Lord, but on behalf of this family. And we thank you for Nancy, God, that you would speak to her in, in really profound and mighty ways, Father. And we, we thank you, Lord, that she has Rhonda to love her and to grace her ears, her ear gates with your love, with your truth, and your wholeness, and your impartation. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, do we have any other callers? There's a few more callers on the line that um, are dialed in, but your hand is not up. So if you'd like ministry, um, you can press 1 on your keypad, and I can open up your phone line um, before we end here. So praise God for that. Thank you, everyone, for joining us and uh, listening this evening on PGN. God bless you. And um, I'm not sure what Jeannie wanted to share, but I'd love to hear her. I know she called last week, and I prayed for her. I believe it was last week or the week before. I just prayed for her a couple weeks ago. Uh, Might have been the week before. But anyway. We love prayer. So let's see if there's anything else that we need to pray this evening. 
or any other nuggets from this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Okay. Uh, we have 504-282. Good evening. Who am I speaking to? Good evening. It's Nicole from Louisiana. How are you? Oh, hey. Good, Nicole. How are you? I'm good. I'm really I'm doing good. Good. Well, thank you for joining us. Let me mute you for a second and I'll come right back. So, Father, we, <coughs> excuse me, we thank you for Nicole. God, in Jesus' name, we lift her up to you, God. We thank you, Lord, for your presence, Lord. We thank you just for the warmth of your care and even like a blanket, you know, like setting a blanket on you, but the warmth of it. There's something in the warmth of the blanket, the warmth of his presence, the warmth of his care, his love, his presence. Yeah, so it's more than just a blanket. It's, I mean, to others it would look like a blanket, but something when he put it on, there's something very much, again, like warmth of his presence, his care, the knowledge of that, um, that he's covering you. Um, and he knows your need, right? Because he could put a blanket on anyone. But, um, yeah, so he, it's, like it's designed to meet your need. Um, and to wrap you in and to take you in under his wing and under his care um, as a refuge, you know, as a refuge in his presence, a refuge in his care and in his warmth. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, for your assurance. And to Nicole, God, we thank you for it. Thank you, Lord. It is priceless, God, your assurance. It's priceless, God, your confirming assurance, God. Thank you, Lord. You know, so his confirming assurance is like it's, it magnifies. It magnifies who he is, right? So just like you have... Um, you have a magnifying glass from the sun, right? Well, the sun is still, it's present, but then the, ma- the magnifier magnifies its presence. It magnifies its warmth and the assurance um, that the sun, even though it's millions of miles away, is really doing its job. It is what it says it is, and it can do what it says it can do, right? Just as God is he, he is who he says he is, and he can do what he says he can do. Um, I think I said that right. So, Father, we thank you, God, for your supply um, unto Nicole as well, God, that you supply for her. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Well, praise God. Praise God. I, I, I receive it. That prayer, and thank you so much for praying. Um, it's really comforting because I recently experienced a, a breakup, and so I think God is the Holy Spirit is definitely reaffirming and validating that He's He's there to cover and comfort me and and bring me warmth. So I'm very just appreciative of of God just offering me that validation. 
Wow, I love that. Well, praise God. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for magnifying your presence and your care and your warmth to Nicole. Wow. It's so fascinating how um, uh, things that, like, cut our soul or afflict us, if you will, like, and disappoint and afflict, how much the Lord cares for us and pays attention to the very places in our soul, you know, and maybe that's because of the verse I just read about his atonement. He shed his blood for the atonement of our soul that um, he's so in tune to, to, um, you know, the afflictions and the things that um, disrupt our souls, you know, that's just fascinating. It is. And it's, yeah, it's amazing care and, all of us at one time. It's just, it just really magnifies who he is. Yes, yes. Exactly. He yes. can cover everybody's affliction at one time. He can cover all of that at one time. That's powerful. Yes, it is powerful. And he has that incredible ability to make us feel like we're the only one. Like I did it just for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right, 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 right. It's amazing. It's amazing. You know, right on time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And very wonderful. Yeah. Oh, praise God. Thank you, Lord. We receive. We receive all from you, God. We receive all that you'd want us to have. Lord, and Nicole, God, let her receive Lord, every, every, everything, God, every glance, Lord, of abiding in you, God, let her just receive all that you have for her, Father. Um, We thank you, God, for your blood, God, we receive from you, Lord, and we thank you for, for being such a great shepherd, God, that you care and concern about the things um, that are weak in the sheep, Lord, and we know that's spiritually, God, but it is our bodies, our souls, and our spirits, God, even our minds, Lord. We thank you uh, this evening for your word to come forth. Let this mind be in you, God. Strengthen our minds um, and being in you, God. And we thank you, Lord. Um, Even this evening, Lord, if you give us dreams or whatever, whatever it might be, God, we ask for, we ask you to meet us. Um, as Psalm 16 says, in the night, um, let me just look it up so I don't miss it altogether. But um, and what I'm trying to say. Uh, oh, the Lord will bless. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. God, we ask for your counsel. And my heart is also instructed in the night session, season. So, Father, So, Father God, we thank you, Lord, for instructing um, Nicole's heart, God, and and the listeners, God, our hearts in the night season, God. And we're setting you before us, Father God. And we know, Lord, um, if you are at our right hand, we will not be moved. And we thank you, Lord. And we, we give you glory, Lord, and we rest in our hope in you, God. In Jesus' name, and we thank you for the fullness of your presence.
presence. Um, Father, and the things that you offer, God, as you says that your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So we thank you. We receive. We receive from you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Wow, thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us. That was that was impromptu. Thank Very you. Good. God bless you too. It's always good thank to talk you. to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. God bless you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, four oh two, two one four, good evening. Who am I speaking to? Hey Deb, it's Sharon from New York. Hey, Charlie, uh, how are you? Remember me? My voice is weird. I've been sick. <laughs> I'm so sorry um, you've been sick. Yes, I do remember you, silly. Yes, let me pray. Thank God you called because we're getting ready to end. So you just made it just in time. Let me unmute you. Yeah. Praise God. And I'm glad your phone is still um, solid, you know, still working. Functioning where it needs to function. Father God, we thank you for Sharon. We lift her up to you, God, and, and at your altar. God, we thank you, Lord, in Hebrews, Lord, where it says you, um, that you strengthen the feeble needs, God. Strengthen them. In Jesus' name, I don't know if you're solving problems with that, but strengthen the feeble needs, Father God, in Jesus' name. Father God, according to you, you say you sent your word to heal. God, let it be this healing word to strengthen these feeble needs. We thank you for your healing, God, your healing virtue, your healing power. We pray in faith. Oh, excuse me. We pray in Jesus' name and in the faith of God for your resurrection power and divine healing to come to Sharon's knees, Father God, in Jesus' name. Just lay hands on your knees. We thank you, Father God, uh, that she receives from you, God, her ankle if needed. We thank you, Father God, for the strengthening of your power, with strengthening, God, of your word, Lord, to, um, and your angels to do, to do your bidding on your word, for your word. In Jesus' name, thank you, God, for strengthening. I don't know if there's an ankle there as well, but strengthening. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for the peace of God, Lord, as she brings forth the gospel. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Handaraki, handarashabarakotaraki. Thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for insulating her. You know, the Lord is like keeping you. It's insulating something like a, kind of like a, I don't know, I guess a cooler. I don't know, it's something, but it's, He's insulating something. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's like something he wants to birth or protect. He's preserving and protecting something that he's placed within you. Could very well be the spirit of God and, and the things that he's placed within you. You know, like, like the enemy can't touch that. The enemy literally 
<laughs> he cannot touch our faith. He tries to get us to waver and to doubt, but he literally cannot touch that place where our faith is. He tries to get us to walk away and to doubt, yada, 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 because he cannot, he cannot, he cannot. It's like every time we, anything we do for the Lord where we worship him, whether we give him our money, our tithe, an offering, our our literal worship, you know, praise, um, communion, fruit of our, whatever it might be that we're literally giving to the Lord, it's just strengthening. It's like, it's like an inferno, like throwing another log on the fire, if you will, except it's an, not an incinerator. It does in some ways burn up things, right? But, but it's a thing where it doesn't stop. The fire doesn't stop. It does not stop, you know, because of the faith that's there. And so every act of obedience or faith and action, again, worship, whatever, reading your Bible, all of those things, it's just completely keeping it going, keeping it going, keep the flame. It's just there. It's like having the heat on in your house. It's just, it's just up that temperature. And it's just going to keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. So we thank you, Father God, for preserving, Lord, and insulating, insulating. Let me just look that up because it's like he's insulating. Oh, protect something. Oh, by interposing material that prevents the loss. Okay. Yeah, so it's protection. So he's insulating, he's protecting something inside of you. He's protecting it. Yeah, so, oh, wow. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're protecting. Father. Thank you, Lord, for the preservation of whatever that treasure, whatever the treasure is, God. We know that we, you know, our aim, our goal is to um, have treasures in heaven. So we thank you for that place, that place of that treasure, God, that you're protecting, Lord. Um, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, he's definitely insulating my um, faith and mm-hmm. um, my prayers. Yeah. Insulate. I, you know, I've needed the protection, so I'm really grateful to hear that. Yeah. Got so much coming at me, you know, spiritually mm-hmm. and physically. And did you say my ankle was getting strengthened? Um, is, now, have you had a problem with your ankle? Because I was seeing an ankle too, yeah. and I didn't know if that was you or someone else. Oh, it is. Yeah. So, is your knee is your knee better? Um, it's my hip, my right hip. And oh, so it's not your um, knee at all. Well, on my left leg, my whole leg is swollen. 
all the way up to my waist. Oh. It started, it's something from the ankle up. It's my foot, the whole thing. But maybe it's someone else. No. Okay. So here, I I wanted to look that scripture up. So I was looking it up while you were talking. It said, I'm going to have to read all of it. I don't know if this is all of it because it says Hebrews 12, 12 through 17. But this here says, therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. Make level paths for your feet. Thank you, Lord. Make level paths for her feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Make every yes. effort to live in make every effort yes. to live in peace peace yes. with everyone. And to be holy without holiness, no one will see the Lord. But let me look this up and uh let me see. Oh. Okay. Because I don't walk right, you know, and I want to be able to walk again. I'm definitely lame. Yeah, so um, I was I was just seeing I knew it was Hebrews, but the but it was about the strengthening um, the feeble knees, and, so, and that I was seeing an ankle. And um, yeah, wow! I would just I would declare that word. I would I would take that and put that. I would I I would <laughs> I would Father, we thank you, Lord, for uh, what you're bringing forth, God. Again, Lord, make a level path for Sharon, Father God. In Jesus' name, and not disabled, but rather healed. God, we thank you for healing, God. Bring it forth. I didn't even know the rest of the, what the rest of that verse said. Just the strength. Okay, what, what, is the, what is the verse again? Where is it? It's Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12? Okay. Yeah, Hebrews 12, 12. Okay. Let me, let me, um, let me make sure that's right. Okay, no way that starts. Um, oh, yeah, it starts at 12. 12 to, um, like 14, maybe. Interesting. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Be glorified. God, be glorified in Sharon's body. Be glorified in her left leg, God, from her hip to her foot, Father, in Jesus' name. My right hip, too, is on this. And her right hip. Finally got an MRI. Yeah, finally got an MRI, and I guess there's uh, tendons that are torn. And I knew something ter- tore when it happened. Huh. So now I don't know what to do, uh, what we're going to do. Hmm. Hmm. 
Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, uh, for bringing Sharon here this evening, Lord. Uh, even for such a time as this, God, that, it, that her timing and her place, God, that you bring forth your healing, God, um, in your way, God. So we thank you for that, God. We ask for wisdom as well, God, and guidance, Lord, and all of our decision-making. God, we ask for mending and healing in her right hip as well, God, and in that tendon. Thank yeah, you. For the restoration. In Jesus' yes, name. Please. I want to be able to run and walk and build my muscles up. I don't have any muscles anymore. It's crazy. Yeah. They, go, they go away really fast. You don't use them. Yes, I know this because, um, yeah, I do know that because I was actually bedridden when one of my children for two weeks and I was surprised that yeah how much muscle I lost yeah. in my legs I know. in two weeks. I know. Yeah. It's, it, I couldn't believe that either. You're right. It does happen rather quickly. So, Father, we thank you for the word of life and your restoration process to come forth. God, and for Sharon, letting her requests be known unto you, God, and at your altar, God. We thank you for moving on her behalf, Lord. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you for this, Father, in Jesus' name. Yeah, I would even maybe read, let me change this. I still have this in the voice version, but. Maybe even just read all, all of, oh, yeah, uh, Hebrews 12, just reading it from the beginning, even all the way through. There's only 20, 30 verses. Oh, yeah, that's a very good, yeah, that's a very good chapter. Yeah, I would do that. That's cool. Hey, so any um, prayer requests? Boy. Yeah, we have definitely some financial issues. I usually don't pray for that, but I do need to pray for that. And um, I, uh, I, you remember that friend of mine, Kevin? Yeah. That you prayed for? Would you pray? Would you yeah. offer him up? Would you pray for him? Sure. Okay. Father, we um, lift up Sharon to you, God, and her finances, Lord, as she's um, coming before you. Father God, we ask for the wisdom and every provision that she has need of. Father God, we thank you that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. We thank you, Lord, for even providing for her in unique ways, Lord, as you did with Peter, God, uh, by directing her, God, with your creative resolutions and solutions and all of her financial needs, whatever that looks like, trimming, multiplying, increasing, shuffling, whatever, whatever that is, Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for meeting her needs, Lord, and even, um, Blessing her eyes and her ears to hear and to see and to know. 
God, and putting her faith in action. Lord, when you speak to her, Father God, that you would bless that, Lord, um, and that that would be made complete, Lord. So we, we thank you, Lord, again, for the wisdom and every provision that she has need of, Lord, in Jesus' name. And we lift up Kevin to you, Father, in Jesus' name. Um, you know, actually, interesting enough, I see him walking, but he's walking like on some, like, um, like it's like, um, I don't know if those are stilts or some type of ap- apparatus. I don't know if that's the right word. Like there's something that's helping him walk. So I don't know what that means. No, this is just symbolic. This is not literal. Um, yeah, so it's not, a, but there's something that is, um, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's, so there's some type of symbolism here with um, whatever's helping him walk or helping him stand um, that's keeping him standing. I don't know. So I don't know if that's a type of, I'm not sure what that is. I'm not sure. And I don't know if that's a sense of like, he, he, of um, like um, not truly yielded. Um, before the Lord, like wanting to look bigger. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's even, um, not bigger, but to look um, as if that he's able, but he really maybe uh-huh. doesn't know that, um, you know, the ways in the kingdom are as we bow and we yield and God lifts us up, you know, in our humility, God is seen and God is known and God lifts us up. And, um, yeah, he's very so humble. I don't know if there's, he is. Okay. He's very humble. So, yeah. okay. And he also loves God. So okay, beautiful. So, okay, beautiful. So, Father God, we, um, we thank you for that, God. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. I, I wish we wasn't separated from him. I wish we could get to him to be able to talk about it, you know? That's a, there's mm. a lot of distance between us. Oh. Well, maybe that's it, that you guys are not on the same ground, you know, on a, right. not on a level path, but on the same ground. Right. That's true. Yeah, that might, that might be it. So, Father, we thank you, Lord. Um, in Jesus' name, God, we ask, Lord, uh, by the power of your cross, God, that you would reconcile all things, Lord, um, by your name and by your power. We thank you for grace, Lord, and the wisdom um, and communication, Lord, that yields patience. And um, we thank you, God, for each step, God, for each step, Lord, that brings forth your peace and your life, God. Um, and, and your remedy, God, that, that Jesus is our, our uh, you know, response. He's our remedy, God, and, and we thank you, Lord. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Deborah. She's such a good prayer. We appreciate it, Tom. Well, thank you. I'm so glad that you joined us tonight and the honor to pray for you and your request. Yeah, I get to. 
You know, I didn't have to call 500 times. <laughs> <laughs> and you got in right there because I was like, I was going to, um, anyway, that was good. You called it really good timing. So praise God. Yeah. Maybe that's what God's insulating part of it, <laughs> trying to protect my calls. Yeah, and that's funny that you said that. I was just looking at that word that I wrote down by your name, insulate. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm thankful for what the Lord is protecting and insulating uh, within yes. you. You know, and sometimes we don't know because you know we don't know always know what those things are. Um, but He He does know us. You know, He knows us the best and loves us the most. Right. Right. And I can't, I'm not quite sure I understand about Kevin, you know, the getting help walking. That's probably because he's, you know, had such a hard time emotionally. Oh, that could be it too, because I seen him, he wasn't getting, yeah, it's just the, it was something, yeah, about that. I don't know. It'll probably come to me this week. Sometimes it does where I'll ponder something and it just doesn't make sense. And then, like, the Lord will show okay. me three days later. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, oh, well, that makes perfect sense. And when he does, then I usually pray through that again for the person. And I don't always go back and write it down because a lot of times they may not, may or may not join us the next week. And so, um um, but I usually just pray through it and then I release it and I have complete peace and complete freedom when that happens, you know. So if that That's does come good. to me, if the Lord yeah. does, you know, I, I will pray. Um, yeah, thank you. And write it down for me if you could, because you know I try to call. Okay. You know me, I'm persistent. Yeah. I mean. There's nothing else I'm persistent, <laughs> right? <laughs> I love that. And so, okay, I'm going to, I'm writing here, write it down. If I, okay, yes, because then I can go back and look, but I may or may not get something. I don't know. But if I do, I can't guarantee it. <laughs> but I will um, make note no. of it. I bet you will. Yeah. Well, thank you so much I for joining you. us. Yeah. yeah God bless you. you. Good to hear from you. Yeah, yeah you absolutely. too. Okay, honey. Oh, thank Take you. Care. You too. Good luck. Right. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, God bless you all. We'll talk to you later. Sure.